And we are live. This is the Box of One podcast. We are back for another episode. We got the Blue Jays Mariners AL Wild Card Series, the Rogers Center. We got our predictions, analysis, and everything you need to know. But first, drop the beat. All right. As always, I'm joined by Azam and Pramit. We're going to be going over the Blue Jays and Mariners wildcard series, as I mentioned uh, on the top. Uh, so we got three games, uh, if if we need that many. Uh, game one goes Friday, October 7th at 4.07. Game two, Saturday, October 8th at 4.07. And then I believe game three, if necessary, but we're really hoping that that's not necessary. Uh, 2.07, if I'm not mistaken. Right, boys? As it stands now, it's subject to change based on the outcome of the other series. It could get moved to prime time if the other series is, is wrap up. Um, well, I hope we hope we and just to add, I we hope that it doesn't go to game three because we've won the first two and not because Seattle won. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, um, season series went to Seattle. Uh, they won five of the seven, including a sweep. In there, uh, but that the last series was, I believe, if not mistaken, it was in July, and that was still in the Charlie Montoyo days, right? That was probably the series that finalized, that solidified the uh, convinced. I would say, let me rephrase: convinced Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro to make the change. Um, he was fu- the series went from Thursday to Sunday, and Montoyo was there was an off day Monday where the team attended Mark Budzinski's daughter's funeral. They played Tuesday against the Phillies and beat them, and then Montoyo was fired Wednesday morning. So I, I would suspect that it was the Seattle series that uh, quote unquote clinched it uh, for the front office, and they op- and obviously given the funeral and given that. It takes a couple of days to get organized, like, you know, deciding who's going to take over. You bring up Casey Candiali from Buffalo. You got to get a manager for the AAA team, just get all the logistics in order. So I would suspect that it was that series that um, decided, um, forced uh, Ross Atkins' hand. Right, right. So, and and we'll get into the the whole like if we get it if we get a chance, but we'll get into the Montoyo versus Schneider and and if they would have ended up here. But before we get into that stuff, and before we get into the the like all the nitty gritty, I, I I prepared a little bit of a fill in the blanks. So I want to start the show with that. Um, just quick five questions. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to both of you. You can elaborate if you want. Don't drag it on too much because we want to get to some other stuff. But um, so so my my first question in the fill in the blank segment is. If the Blue Jays win, the MVP will be blank. Awesome. Uh, I think the bullpen. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Pramit? Alec Manoa. Okay. All right. Uh, number two, the, players Marin- uh, the, the Mariners player that scares you the most is blank. I think I know the answer to this, but... Okay. Uh, honestly, once again, the Mariners' bullpen. It's a pretty decent bullpen. Premit? Julio Rodriguez. That, that's that's who I would have gone with, only because I'm I'm a I'm a super casual, and he's the biggest name other than than Ray that I know. 
Um, but I would I would go with Julio also because he carried my uh, my fantasy team for most of the year. <laughs> um, number three, uh, the Jays player, and this could be either positive or negative, but the Jays player that scares you the most is blank. Scares us because he's he could do damage, or scares us because up, we're afraid up to that you, he up terrible. to you, up to you. I'd say Vlad, Vladdy. Mm, scares me because I think he could have a great series. Uh, George Springer, that's what they got him for. They got him for October. Um, scares me because of potential negative outcomes. And I say this because I, I let me preface this by saying I love him, but um, as great as Bowles being offensively, some of the defensive eyes you are afraid in a close game, could there be a defensive hiccup that, um, it has a material impact. Concerned about his defense? Bowles. Oh, Bowles. I heard Springer. Yeah. Sorry. Missed that. Sorry. Yeah, and, and that's what I was hoping for. I hope we get get a negative one in there. Um, number four, to win this series, the Blue Jays need to blank. Uh Reliable starting pitching first two games, both from Mano and Gosman. Um, connected to what Osman says, but I'll be a little bit more specific about the player that scares me more is keep uh, J Rod off the bases because he's by far their most their best offensive player. Yeah. Um, he stole twenty five bases. This thing, you got to take him. You got to shut him down. All right, and number five, um, th- and this is our predictions right off the top, just so people who, who are watching, if, if they really want to know right away who we're, who we're picking. Um, and before I get into this one, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment. Um, but number five, the blank will win the series. And th- I'm obviously looking for the team. Okay, I'm going to go with Jays, but I'll say in three games. I will... Could come back to bite me. I think the Jays will take both games. Okay, so th- three for three. I'm picking I'd be the Jays. Happy to be wrong in that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to pick the Jays in two. I'm going with the Jays. Jays in two. Jays in two. Okay. <clears throat> I, I have a I have a Thanksgiving dinner on uh, or lunch on <laughs> Sunday, so I I don't want to have to like you know be be constantly looking at my phone. I f- I feel like it'll be very rude if I'm. If I'm if I'm constantly or if I'm watching my phone the entire time, so um, I'm, I'm really hoping for for two. It's rude. Wants well, to be on a playoff game. I am hosting uh, some people over for dinner for uh, on Sunday, um, so I don't want to be in a grouchy mood. Uh, so I hope you know uh, Jace can clinch, uh, but I would be happier if they're able to do it in two. I, I think it'll probably go down to three games, though. Cancel See, Sunday. Cancel Sunday. Team. Of all the f- games that are being played um, this weekend, I think the team, of all the lower-seeded teams that are playing, I think Seattle has the best shot at upsetting Toronto or any team. Uh, if you look at all four matchups, I think Seattle's in the best position to pull off an up, quote-unquote. Up. I don't know if it's really an upset, but if you want to call it that, but I think they're probably in the best position. And I think even Joe Sheehan, I was listening to him, he mentioned that, that he expects uh, the, the same as well. Even so more I, than Tampa? Yeah, I think so. That's one thing I wanted to get into. So we talked about it 
off the top, the the Mariners took the 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 regular season series. Um, obviously, slightly different because you know you have Montoya versus Schneider, but the the players are largely the same, aside from some additions that were made. Um, how much stock do you put in that in in the outcome of of the regular season games? Like, does that mean anything, or is it just because now it's it's a short series? You're relying on your your best pitchers. It's it's meaningless at this point. I think it's somewhat meaningless. Uh, I mean, obviously, pretty much every team that gets in is a pretty good team. I mean, you're playing over 162 games. You have to win close to 90 games. And in the case of the Blue Jays, they had to, you know, they ended up winning 92 games and still uh, getting like they enter got in through the wild card. Uh, Mets, for example, they're a wild card team after 101 wins. Crazy. Uh, so it, it's just. So, I mean, you have to be a pretty good team. So I think all bets are off. Uh, short series, you can run into a hot pitcher and that could be it for you. Uh, you can get an early lead. And if you have a lockdown bullpen, you can really shorten the game. Um, Casey did that to great effect uh, in uh, 2015. Uh, we saw that. So, I mean, uh, I think regular season record is really meaningless when it comes down to it. Uh, I think there are a few things uh, within uh, in playoffs that play up a little bit more than the regular season, and that is having a lockdown bullpen, for example, uh, having the ability to hit sometimes maybe the long ball because it can get out, get you out of a jam pretty fast. Um, if you know, we've seen uh, some of the Jays team in the past relying on long ball. You know, during the regular season, if offense dries up, people do complain, and I mean they would complain even if in the playoffs if it dries up, but having that ability uh, one through nine uh, allow gives you that room that with one swing, you can get back into the game. So I think certain things play up a little bit more, um, uh, but uh, it's still a crapshoot sometimes. Yep. Um, I would agree. And let me just say, it's so Mets. They win 101 games. They have a better season than the Yankees. Yet the Yankees win the division and have a bye weekend. And the Mets have to play in a wild card series where anything can happen. That's just such a Mets thing to happen. Let me just let me say because that's a stack. That's a that's a yeah. sick team that they have over there. You want a typical Mets thing? Uh, a- they pretty much led the division for all but 10 days of the season. And they still ended up at the wild card spot. <laughs> they were the top team for pretty much the entire season and uh, still ended up being wild card. At, at least they, they have a much better shot this year, unlike last year when Giants and Dodgers both ended up with 100 plus wins and it was a one and done game, uh, which was really, really unfair for a 100 win team. Uh, so. At least there's a three-game series. Um, it's a little bit easier uh, path, especially with the pitching they have. Um, but uh, yeah, we, Mets we, never t- Mets. we never talked about this because, like, we've been we've been on such a long hiatus. What what are your thoughts on the expanded playoffs? I like it. Uh, I think it's made September much more interesting. Um, the bye weekend for the top two, I mean, there's a lot of debate about that because baseball, it's not like football where a bye week really matters. It's Baseball is a routine and rhythm game. So it's, you're almost the teams that come out of this weekend 
may have an advantage, except for the fact that they don't have their pitching lined up because they've just been they've been playing uh, meaningful games throughout the weekend, and the other teams are sitting. Um, I do think that we need to just do do away with it. Like, if you win your division, you get in, but that shouldn't necessarily get you a like a buy necessarily. Like, for example. The Jays have the same record as Cleveland. I think Cleveland would have had the tiebreaker anyways. But I mean, when you're in the end, when you're in the ALEs, or like even let's just say take the Mets for example, a hundred and one win team should not have to participate in that wild card weekend, um, and potentially just on bad luck have their season end. Uh, I would just rank them by the top, the top two in the league regardless of if they're a uh, division winner or not should get through yeah i agree and personally i love the new format uh i i do get the idea when a lot of traditionalists say that you know you the regular season loses a little bit of meaning uh because 162 games ought to mean something which is very very true but i think that's an idealistic world the world we live in it's either you try for playoffs or you actively tank and the middle ground has been lost for a very long period of time. Yeah. So I think this kind of count like balances this out a little bit. There were more teams in the hunt um, a lot later. Um, I mean, and it made for some intriguing baseball in uh, September, right? Like even Baltimore that, that sold at the deadline were in the hunt uh, theoretically um, up until probably two weeks left. That's when you know they started fading away a little bit, or last three weeks. But overall, they had a really good season. So I, I really love the idea. And I, I and more importantly, I love this wildcard weekend. I think this is probably... It's a lot like a that the whole... Uh, the pick-in tournament that uh, NBA has now, right? Yeah. Like, you know, the play-in, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that it, it's a lot like that. And I think everything's like crazy. Three days, one city. Uh, I think this could generate a lot of buzz. Um, I think if MLB markets this properly... Uh, this could be uh, very, very interesting uh, uh, going forward, like the wild card weekend. Four, four series, three games, four cities, three days, and you're over and done with. I mean, I, I think that's the thing that we talked about this in the context of like Aaron Judge. It's it's their ability to market things, and I I feel like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but I feel like they might drop the ball on that. But I I, I agree. I I totally love this. We talked about this. I think it was. Um, Maybe maybe the the pandemic year, um, and we we said that like it, it's 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 better when you open it up a little bit because you don't have you 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 have more teams that show more interest, you have more buyers at the at the deadline, um, and it just it, it it generates a little bit more interest. The, the only thing is, you know, comparing it to to the NBA plan, the, I I I have issues with the NBA plan, and not to get into this too much, just because I, I feel like it's too many teams. But I think in baseball, like it's. That you don't you don't run that risk of it too, being too many teams because I, I think it was the playoffs were always a little bit too exclusive. Yeah, I mean the play in NBA is because it's diluted. You have too many teams going into the playoffs yeah. anyway, so you could be hypothetically a four hundred like a four eighty four ninety like a sub five hundred team or around a five hundred ish team and still make the playoffs. That's a little bit unlikely uh, uh, in NBA. Not that it doesn't happen, but it's somewhat unlikely. Uh, so. But but the concept I'm talking about, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. in terms of like, um, like you like after a three game series, you could come out really bloodied and bruised for an ALDS on an NLDS series, and, and that could 
you know, create some interesting storylines as well. You can't line up. Like, you have to put your best starters, right? So, yeah. so that, that's a perfect segue. Um, what, what, what are the are, are the obviously the Jays are going Manoa right off right off the top, mm-hmm. right? We're going to see Manoa. Um, who do who do the Mariners counter with? Castillo. Yeah. Announced now, game one starter. Oh, and, and then and then I'm assuming Ray Gosman. Uh, I think um, yeah. I, I would say probably Webb, maybe or um, what's the other guy's name. I have a feeling Ray might not pitch. Kirby? It's a Kirby's, righty heavy lineup. George Kirby started Monday, I believe, so he may not be available. If that's the case, then Ray might start uh, the third game. I suspect that's how their line. They haven't officially, other than game one, they haven't officially announced uh, game yeah. two yet. But I suspect that's what's going to happen. Uh, I think Ray versus Gosman is. is Will be just the the hype. The crowd is just going to be. There's basically they got the same contract. I think Gray got five million more. The Jays kept uh, opted for God. I mean, they made an offer to Ray. I mean, we don't need to get into why Ray didn't come back. Although I think it's obvious. <laughs> um, it's just going to be. It's just going to be pretty. Uh, it would be pretty crazy that if those two were to be the ones that match up considering that they got pretty much the same deal and the Jays basically signed Gosman to take Ray's spot in the rotation, I think. And especially Ray had an incredible season, won the Cy Young. I think there's still a lot of fan anger because of what happened in his last start. Um, When he gave up with a 2-1 lead, he gave up three home runs in an inning to the Yankees that cost them the game. And, Probably cost them the play, a playoff spot last year, or at least uh, game one sixty three last year. So, um, if you look on Blue Jays Twitter, that's being brought up. The last time Robbie Ray pitched in the Honor Rogers Center mound. Uh, so, I think that has there's a lot. That's a good story. That's an interesting storyline. Um, that, in addition to um, expansion cousins, um, as many people forget, the two teams came into the league at the same time. Um, although the Jays got over their drought, they at one time were a team that had a long playoff drought. Seattle had the longest active one up until this year. Um, and I do have to just one more thing correct myself earlier about my talking about how the t- teams with the top two records should have gotten in and the Mets come may have gotten screwed. Actually, the Dodgers won 111 games, so even if the top three teams, the Mets would have played in the wild card, even if they had either way, yeah. so I hate that. <laughs> And, and 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 I misspoke. It's not Logan Webb. It's Logan Gilbert. Sorry, mm-hmm. but uh, I still feel that uh, he might be a number two starter. I think he. You can make an argument. He's been Seattle's best pitcher through for for the season, um, and, and he's earned that opportunity as well. Obviously, they traded for Castillo. Castillo's pretty much come as advertised. He's been like you know, there's a reason they're going with him for game one, so I think that does come into play. Um, Gilbert has had. Uh, I think better peripherals than Ray as well throughout the year. I mean, coming awesome. back into Rogers Center, uh, you know, fly the balls are going to fly. Uh, so um, yeah. I have a feeling it might be uh, Logan Gilbert game. Two. See when if it's Ray, it'll be game three. Start. Could when be wrong. His last start. I'm checking his game log. His last start. Okay, September 30th. So he will. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, I think Ray. And we saw this in a Cy Young year with us. He is very homer prone. 
So I don't know how comfortable Seattle. I think Seattle. See, this is a tough series. These three game series are tough to manage for. Like, do you want to hold a guy back for a potential elimination game in ALDS one, or do you just want to put your top two one two just get set yourself up for success and just whatever happens in game three, we don't. You don't. I think you just worry about today. I think you yeah. just worry about today. It's elimination, yeah. right? So. Yeah, so I would say yes. Gilbert would probably. Yeah, you might be right. Gilbert gets um, game two. Uh, Ray game three is, but Ray pitching game two against Gosman would be crazy. But I can understand why Seattle may want to avoid if starting Ray unless they have to, if possible, only because of the fact that he's home. He's very homer prone. Um, he's very homer prone against righties, and the Jays have a lot of right-handed power in the lineup. So, and they know him. So, uh, I could see why they may want to avoid that if possible. Um, and also, just like you don't need to give the crowd any other yeah incentive to go crazy either. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think people just want it for the storyline because that would be. That would be fantastic. To have sure. Ray he, although he, he did have a pretty good outing against the Jays during that four game series. I think he, uh, I think it was the Manoa Ray matchup, uh, and um, I think he ended up, if I remember correctly, ended up pitching well. He did. Uh, now keep in mind that was probably the Jays' low point of the season too. Correct. Like they were mm-hmm. just playing their worst baseball. So again, I, I don't, I wouldn't read too much into yeah. that series or anything that happened. How much te- how much different is this team really from from that that team when they were at their low point and and is it is it just a Schneider thing? I know it's difficult to say. We don't know what goes on in a clubhouse. We don't know the discussions that ha- happen amongst players and coaches and the managers. So hard to say. I mean, they have played better. How much of that is just? regression to the mean and just having them playing better because they were at their usually when a manager is fired mid-season the team is at its worst yeah so there's nowhere to go but up so i think some of it is that uh there was all talk about montoyo and toxic positivity and not necessarily having the tough conversations with players that he needed to have um Whereas players, at times, players expressed more concern than the manager. Where players are wondering what's going on, why we're not playing well, we got to get our shit together. Montoya, well, you know, everything is fine and we'll be fine. And so I suspect that there was that disconnect there. And from everything, I mean, again, we don't know. And obviously, with the team playing well, Schneider's probably the media is putting him on a bit of a pedestal. Um, I mean, the record speaks for itself, but yeah. he does appear to be a given his just body language and his size. And he's a huge dude that uh, he's more in command. He's more of a commanding presence. And that may have been what the team needed. Yeah. So, so just pivoting back to the specifics of the series and the players and, and everything rather than the managers, what, what is it um, that, that has you nervous on, on the Jays side? What 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 is the one thing that you're looking at? And you're you're just worried that that's what's going to go wrong. Seattle has a lot of left-handed hitters and switch hitters. Now, if you look at the individual numbers of most of the guys, nothing stands out. 
if you so it makes it hard to match up against bullpen like like matching up late in the game when you have all these switch hitters and guys that can um hit off both sides of the plate um the jays don't other than Mesa, they don't have another unless you go with kikuchi you don't have a lockdown lefty in there <laughs> so that could be a that could be a, that could be a concern and manoa while early it's gotten a lot better the second half early in the season he had trouble with left-handed hitters got as the year went on the changeup got better the sinker got better so i think that that started to normalize a little bit so i mean nobody manoa destroys right-handed hitters which kind of fares well for a julio rodriguez matchup but on the flip side um left-handers have a higher likelihood to get them especially and their left-handed hitters while they're not a high average or on base guys they have power so i mean it could just you know you have a one guy gets on base and just player makes good contact in a ballpark where the ball carries and next thing you know it's a two three runs are on the board uh flip side gosman i think he handles lefties a lot better so with this with the splitter obviously so that matchup works in our favor a bit more but i think in general they're just because of all the switch hitters and the left-handed it makes it hard to match up against and if it's a close game that will be that will be a challenge Osmi, you thinking the same? Uh, I am. I mean, it's a very good offense. I mean, it's a top 10 offense in baseball. Um, they have uh, quite a few uh, good, I mean, the good I mean, good thing from Jay's standpoint is Winko might not be available for the series. Um, but overall, I think that having a lefty heavy lineup or lots of switch hitter does pose a little bit of a problem for the Jays. Um, my concern, I think, is still the bullpen. I think Seattle has an edge. They've had a better year than the Blue Jays. Uh, I mean, their relievers have had a better year. Although I will admit that since the All-Star break, uh, numbers have been fairly identical. Uh, and that's more because the Jays' bullpen was better rather than Seattle coming down to earth. So I think from that standpoint, I still feel that... Uh, if they get an early lead, they have a good shot at uh, locking down the game. Um, so I think that is one concern I have. Uh, I'm not as concerned about the offense, like the power, uh, because that kind of, like, I mean, Jay's have power as well. I mean, I don't, I'm not really concerned about Jay's offense here, right? Uh, the starters are pretty comparable as well. So I, I think it just comes down to... Um, uh, the bullpen being slightly better. I, I think um, they've had a better year overall uh, as opposed to the Blue Jays. Obviously, Blue Jays have a much improved bullpen. Um, I don't think they've announced the whole team, so I don't know who are going to be the relievers. We know yeah. uh, the usual suspects. So we know your top three are Romano, Garcia, Bass, and then you're going to have Mesa in there. You're pretty much going to have, I think, uh, Simber. So these are probably your top five guys. And then it comes down to who else is there. But um, I think that is one area where uh, Seattle has a... I don't want to say it's a huge uh, uh, delta, but I think Seattle has a slightly better bullpen uh, than the Blue Jays. So what's the area where the Blue Jays have the decided advantage? Lineup. 
I think lineup. One to nine. I mean, yeah. the, I mean, Seattle's a top 10 offense. The Jays are a top two or three offense. Yeah, so. and, and and it's one to nine. It's like, I mean, last year, Vlad was second in MVP voting. He had a six war. This year, Vlad's like your fifth best offensive player, maybe, right? Um, or fourth best. Like, I mean, he's not your number one, two guy. And you don't have anyone who stood out as like a five or a six one player. But one to nine, this lineup has been very deep, like ridiculously deep. Um like even guys like Jansen. And I think one thing the Blue Jays have done well, and maybe it's because we follow them more, so we would know about them more a little bit. I think they've put those peripheral guys in a very good position to succeed as well as best as they can. Like guys like Tapia, I mean, filling in for Guriel's absence, um, you know, maneuvering the lineup a little bit, not being afraid to play both catchers uh, at the same time, uh, knowing both are having a good offensive year. So I, I I think one to nine Jays have a clear advantage. Maryfield has really come on the last few weeks. He's turned his yeah. season around, and that's a weapon because he can. I mean, the base running, the yeah. base stealing, and I'll add if you want to. And talking about what if I were to pick something that would that would cause quote unquote fear is that Castillo, who's starting game one, is very good at suppressing home runs. Now, granted, he's this is an AL East ballpark. It's a little different, but he suppresses home runs. He's uh, He has a very low line drive rate, and he's very good at suppressing hard contact as well. Um, and he has a pretty, I mean, it's a little higher this year than fly ball rate has been higher this year than it's been in previous years again that could be a byproduct of moving to seattle and maybe wanting to get weak fly balls in that big um outfield but obviously the jays have power they have a lot of power up and down the lineup and a lot of guys that can hit home runs and castillo can counter that pretty well so game one could be like a 2-1 game either way um which actually to my earlier point about Merrifield, I mean, it could be the diff- the difference between winning and losing is a stolen base. And I, and I asked this as a you know as as a casual, as I always say, casual baseball fan. How how much of an advantage is it that it's at Rogers Center as opposed to at Safeco? Is there anything to it? Is it over? Is I, it- I think it, it plays to Blue Jays' strength, right? I mean, first of all, having the home crowd, we know in the past. Uh, being a dome and everything, if it's a closed game, uh, the building shakes. I mean, it, it, it ha- it's a bit of an out-of-body experience uh, when you have a playoff game. Uh, I don't know if it's a, the right equivalent, but it's a lot like maybe the Seahawks home games. Like yeah. You hear a lot about the Seahawks, right? Um, so, uh, I mean, from that standpoint, I'm sure it's going to help. It can't hurt. Uh, but I think the other piece is that the, the lineup is constructed for Rogers Center. Yeah. And I think that that definitely plays into the Jays' favor. Um, so I think all of that does help. Um, offensively, I think uh, one of the areas where uh, Seattle does have uh, a little bit of uh, an edge is probably uh, guys on uh, the base paths. Like they do have um, uh, some speed. Uh, and uh, But I, I think Jays have been better. Merrifield would be a useful weapon. And I think that's why having a deep lineup helps that Okay, we know Springer's pretty good at leadoff home runs, uh, but rest of the time, if he's up uh, with men on base, it, it always helps. And the bottom of the order has definitely uh, played its part. 
Um, I don't remember. It was a couple of weeks ago or something. I, I was checking some stats. I'll pull up if I find it. But uh, the 7-9 to nine is a pretty good 7-9 to nine, uh, across baseball uh, for the Blue Jays. Uh, I think I tweeted like about two, three weeks ago. Uh, I'll, I'll see if I can look for it. But um, it, it is a it, it, the depth of the lineup definitely helps. So I think the still all uh, actually I'm looking right looking up fan graphs right now from August 1st. Sorry, I just want to uh, cut you off. Sorry, I just found that. So on Tim and Friends, Dan Shulman was talking about Jays getting help from the bottom of the lineup. So I figured I'll look it up. Uh, at that point, uh, as of 14th of September, they had the 7 to 9 for the Jays had the second best weighted runs created plus uh, across baseball. Regarding stolen bases, uh, sorry, just to uh, maybe slightly counter your earlier point. Uh, since August 1st, Seattle as a team has stolen 30 bases, Toronto 24. So really? a difference of six from mm-hmm. over the last two up till yesterday from August 1st. So I don't think it's that. I mean, six is... How many of those were Vlad Jr. <laughs> stolen bases <laughs> that you want to discount? Well, I think, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think Seattle, it's more so it's Rodriguez. Yes. I mean, if I look at the whole season, if you want to go back and look at the... I think Rodriguez has about 20-something stolen bases and... 25. Yeah, and I'm looking... Dylan at- Moore has 21. So it's basically a couple of guys. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So you have, they have 83, 25, 40 of the, over 40, of the, almost 50 of them are between two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Jays as a whole are at 66. Uh, again, some of that was pre Merrifield. And even remember the first few weeks, Merrifield is here. He couldn't get on base. So he couldn't steal yeah. bases. Um, and uh, Schneider does tend to be a little more aggressive on the base path than Montoya was. So it Seattle has an advantage. I don't think it's as big an advantage yeah. as it may appear on paper, as long as you keep J-Rod off the bases. And and that, and that goes back to your earlier point of he's one of the guys that scares you the most. Oh, yeah. he's incredible. Yeah. He's incredible, yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Um, so uh, any who's who, which one of you is going to the game? Awesome. Are you both going, or is it just you? No, something came up, so both is going, and then we had a bit of uh, miscommunication. I didn't buy as many tickets, so I thought I'll sacrifice myself. I'm just joking. <laughs> something you, but something legitimately came up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I got wild card one, um, and then we'll figure out. Knock on wood, if they get through, we'll figure out what happens next. Um, I mean, I do have games uh, tickets for ALDS, so I'm for sure hoping. Blue Jays get that far. Uh, Don't sacrifice yourself again. No, because I wouldn't. So close I'll sacrifice Pamit next time. Because I'm so close to the stadium, I'm wondering if there's going to be any last-minute desperate sellers. On 100%. 100%. percent i quickly grab a ticket like a half an hour before first pitch and go. I'll, yeah. I'll figure that out. Or uh, to be honest with you, even sometimes after the first pitch. You can't be late for a playoff game, man. No, you can't. Yeah, but if if you weren't planning on going, just stand outside. My brother used to yeah. do this all the time. I know yeah. he did it for some pretty big games, but he would stand. He would go after like kickoff or after opening tip, and they got to get rid of the tickets at some point. 
So if, if, if you weren't planning on going anyways, you're right there. I mean, you, for God's sake, you tell us when the horn is going off before we see it on the TV. <laughs> so, I mean, th- there's there's no risk. You might as well just go see if you can get a good deal, swing it. And then yeah, I may just, just hover, the hover outside and just wait. Hey, Ron, you, you come down, man. Let's do it. You want to do it? <laughs> I, I, I have to ask the boss. I'll see if my daughter will let me. <laughs> Bring her along, man. We'll get three. Oh, God, no, 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 no. Because then what's going to happen is after the after the first after the first inning, she's going to want to leave. I, this happened to us at a soccer game. We're 15 minutes in. She wanted to get, get the hell out of the stadium. I've been to five baseball that. games with my son. Left the latest we stayed was seven innings, but that was the absolute latest. No, seven usually it's three or four innings. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was the only time. But those are also summer games, though, right? Yeah. So mostly. maybe that was it. Yeah, mm-hmm. can't do that in the playoffs. Well, also, if I can find somebody who wants to do it a lot, try that along with me, uh, then I'll. Uh, if that doesn't work out, then I'll just walk over, walk home, or walk to a bar yeah. and watch game two. I've I've never felt a, a playoff atmosphere. I, I've I've like for a baseball game, I felt a soccer game, I felt a basketball game. Never felt what it's like at a baseball game, and I I could just imagine. Like to be honest with you, I've never been to Rogers Center when it was like you know, really an electric crowd. It's, it's different. Yeah. It, it, it is it's incredible. Like it shakes. It's different. It's the, the, the most that I've seen there is going to a weekend series against the Yankees when Carlos Delgado was still on the team and they had no chance of doing anything. But the Yankees fans made it somewhat entertaining. Which sucks. This is different. Yeah. No, We've come a long way from those days. All right, so um, not to drag this on anymore, but um, you guys have have any closing thoughts? Anything you want to you want to end off with? We do. You guys want to quickly um, talk about uh, other series or? Uh... Oh, oh, so actually, actually, good point. Good point. Um, if 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 they get through this, they're playing who? Houston. Uh, Houston. Which, by all accounts, is going to be a tough series. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be a real tough one. You yeah. know, I was trying to slice and dice Houston's uh, pitching because, you know, they're playing a weak division versus ALEs. The numbers against top 11 offense is probably better. Uh, the pitching stats are better uh, for starters than they are for their own or for uh, uh, the rest of the league, uh, against the rest of the league. So, I mean, they're a, they're a really strong uh, all-round team, so it's going to be a tougher matchup. Oh, they're insanely good, and yeah, I, I was talking about how, I mean, I may be really getting into the grand, granular granularity here, but I mean, when you have three teams to really beat up on, you're fresh for the top teams. Yeah. <laughs> but they still beat them too, so like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean... I mean, the Jays have an under 500 record against teams over 500. But again, a lot of that was they were pretty bad before the Montoyo firing. I mean, the last two, two and a half months, they've been very good. So, I mean, you never know. I would just hope that if the Jays get through this weekend, that the bye week, the bye weekend really um, impacts Houston's rhythm. I think it'll be Let's interesting. So. That, that, that'll be something that's interesting. Do you, like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but do you go stale just sitting there for, for a weekend? So, yes. 
if you're Houston, uh, do you start Verlander game one or you bring him back to Rogers Center because he's going to throw a no-hitter? He's thrown two here so far. That's provided if the Jays win. I think you decide. He owns the Jays. Young man, you got to start him. Game. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just being facetious. <laughs> but I was very uh, fortunate enough uh, to witness his second no-hitter at Rogers Center. Did you cheer it? No, but I stood up when before the last out. It's a pretty big uh-huh. deal watching a no hitter. So yeah, yeah. I I just don't know if I would clap for it. I don't know if I could do that. It's okay. The Jays were tanking that year anyway, so uh, it's not like it was consequential. Yeah, even so, I, I remember at a TFC game, Ibrahimovic scoring like an, an incredible goal, and people people cheering it, and I just I'm, I'm I can't get down with that. Just speaking of goals, just on a tangent, that goal from Messi today was insane. Incredible. I'm t- uh, he's he's back. He's back to his old self. Yeah, yeah. Prime and agrees. Cool sequence, right, with him and Mbappe and Neymar. It's like it was amazing. Prime has no idea, but he he completely agrees. Thumbs up for those listening on Spotify and Apple <laughs> Music. So, you guys want to make a quick prediction about other series? Sure. Yeah. Rays and Guardians. What do you think? Uh, I'm going Guardians. Guardians. Me too. Guardians. Uh, Padres or Mets? Mets. Padres. Mets. Only because I love I love the uniforms. That's the the, the only reason. Degrom and Scherzer. I don't care the uniforms. <laughs> I think Degrom is one of the most insane uh, players I've ever seen. Like, I know there are a lot of great baseball players. DeGrom's just insane. Uh, Phillies and Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals. Cardinals. And, and, and if you'll notice, I've gone against both NLEs teams. Yes. There, there's a reason. I, well, there's a reason for that. Yes. Yeah. You're a Dolphin fan. so Marlins. Marlins. Oh, sorry. Mar- Marlins. <laughs> Same thing. Well, you're a Dolphins fan too, right? I, I, I am. And, yeah. and they look good. Just look on a... Good. On a side note, uh, I prime it. I don't know if you saw it, but any thoughts on on Tua Tua going down two weeks two weeks ago and then coming back for the like when he clearly had a head injury and get like it was it was scary. Didn't the league fire their concussion specialist? They did. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. That's at least they would they should do. <laughs> that was that was just. I don't Ooh, know. yeah. Yeah, apparently there's a lot of things that were missed, and and it was clear. Like if, if you had watched the the first game, when he when he got up and fell back down, like they they said it was a back injury, but like you could clearly see there it was it was something something with his head, and then the way that his fingers just kind of like stiffened up when he took that hit last week, it was that was scary. I remember watching it live, and I was like, there's nobody around me, and I'm just like looking for somebody to talk to about yeah. it because it was it was scary. Yeah, it was probably one of the scariest things I've ever seen. So yeah, yeah. Oh my God, look at this! The Mets considering strategy that may delay Degrom till the NLDS. Oh, yeah, that's ballsy. What? You know, I mean, if you start him early in the series, you will get him in the NLDS. <laughs> so this is so Mets. This is what <laughs> they're insane. Like, look, we went back earlier. I mean, okay, um. I, I like when there was a, like not that big a delta. Okay, um, there maybe 
maybe there's something going on because DeGrom's last few starts haven't been DeGrom-esque. Like, I like that. That up, sounds good. DeGrom-esque. We should put that on a t-shirt. He gave up three runs uh, against the Braves on the 30th. He gave up five runs and in four innings against Oakland. Uh, he gave up three runs and five against Pittsburgh. And he gave up three runs and six against the Cubs. So other than the – I mean – Three of those four teams were pretty bad teams. Um, and, yeah, he wasn't, like, this is, I mean, he wasn't terrible, but, I mean, he didn't, he wasn't dis- dismantling, demolishing teams and dismantling lineups. So maybe there's a health thing going on. I mean, he has had injury issues, but. It's possible. I it's mean, but they, have a, stupid. but they have, like, what, they have Scherzer, they have Bassett. Uh, Carrasco, Taiwan Walker. Yeah, but it's. You can change your prediction still. Unless no, they just want to hold them off and they start him game three. So, like, you could, if you need him, you use him. Otherwise, um, yeah, you can wait. But, I mean, if that dude, if they figured out what's wrong with him. You just um, he can just go out there and just demolish teams. Like he's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So um, let's 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 end this off here. Um, we had some we had some good discussion. I, we'll we'll be back. I think regardless whether whether the Jays win or lose. Um, hopefully it's a win, and then we're, we're we'll be right into the we'll, we'll be running up against the Raptors season two. So it'll be a a perfect time, and then. World Cup, so we have we have a lot of stuff over the next few months that we can we can get into, and we'll we'll keep a more regular schedule. But before we go, um, I want to finish off uh, first. Um, thanks everybody for for watching, listening. Uh, however, you're you're enjoying our show, uh, and we'll see you again next week. And uh, I'm gonna let Charlie um, take us out of here. That's pretty awesome. I forgot that 